sight and sound, but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. Your next stop, the Twilight Zone. Welcome to Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. <laughs> Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. Welcome to Packers Without Borders. I am your co-host up here in Oak Bank, Manitoba, Canada, joined, as always, by my good buddy down in El Paso, Texas, Bruce Edmonds. How are you doing today, Bruce? Life is beautiful, buddy. 91 degrees. The pool's warming up. The birds are chirping. It's beautiful. Terrible. We've still got snow on the ground because Canada didn't pay all of its taxes to have the snow removed yet. We are joined by a special guest today in Pennsylvania. He is camping the wilderness at the end of the Appalachian Trail. Bruce, Ben Kirk, how are you, doing, sir? Everybody? I'm doing good. Good morning, everybody, or good afternoon now, um, depending on what time zone. Doing real good. Excellent. Excellent. We've got a handful of questions that uh, people, uh, Twitter, uh, verse, and uh, fans alike, they want answered. And we are going to ask the tough question. <laughs> First Bring off, Bring what type of what type of what type of camper are you in right now? <laughs> we actually just purchased a um, 39 foot. It's a uh, Jayco Eagle. It's a 20. Actually, it's 2022. Okay. I think it is or 2021 camper. It's a year old or whatnot. But yeah, it's nice. It looks nice. It looks nice. Thank My you. camper has a lot of screen holes and you know a lot of duct tape and spray foam. Nostalgic. Nostalgic. <laughs> I keep it old school. We don't spend that much time in there. There you go. So, of course, you are the father to the media darling, our most favorite backup quarterback uh, in Green Bay, uh, Kurt. And uh, first, what is the difference between the Atlanta organization and the Green Bay organization, you know, fan-wise, your experience-wise? Um, my experience, is it's night and day. Um I mean, Atlanta's, it's a nice place. Um, you know, Atlanta's a really cool place. Green Bay is just the history. It, it's like, if you want to get, I don't know, it's just, for me, it was just a different vibe. Like, I've always been a Packer fan. I mean, I've always been a Dolphin fan, number one, but Packers have always been my number two. And then it's always been a bucket list to get out there. And when I did, it was just the whole, the town, the environment, the, the, the feeling. I mean, it's, you just have to experience it for yourself, really. Had you been to Green Bay prior to Kurt uh, being signed by the Packers? Had you been to a game there before or ever experienced? Never. It's always been a bucket list since I was a kid. I was always a huge Brett Favre fan, big Aaron Rodgers fan. Um, and I've always wanted to get out there. And, you know, with, with him going to Atlanta first, so all my time was down there. And then when it happened, I'm like, wow. So your first game in Lambeau was a game in which your son was dressed to play yeah. for the Packers. The preseason game when 
um, you know, when he Ridiculous. went out with the, with the Jets. Yeah, seeing him run out the tunnel for the first time and getting a picture, that was that was priceless. I've got a few nice shots I need to get on canvas. Yep. What? Tell us what that's like. There you are. You're 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 in the stands. You're in the the stadium. Yeah. And you know, and then out comes your kid, the same one that would you know leave the dishes on the counter, never cleaned his room. You know, when he was little, missed the toilet seat. I have an eleven year old. Yeah. Missed the toilet seat all the time, and now you're watching. The 11-year-old who threw a game-winning touchdown in Pop Warner. Right. Um, <laughs> it, it was it was surreal. Um, emotional. I was trying to keep my emotions in check. Um, I mean, as a father, seeing your son run out the tunnel at Lambeau for the first time, I mean, you can't even put words to it. It's. I mean, it gives me goosebumps <laughs> telling you right now. I mean, got all the hair on my arm standing up. Um, Shoo, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, fight back the tears because you're so happy. You know the journey, the injuries, the long, you know, the whole route to get there that people don't see from behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, all the all the hating and the and the good stuff, the people that love him. You're always gonna have love to hate, you know. Um, I don't know. It was it was a wild experience, but it was just like very uh oh, what's I don't even have the words for it to be honest with you. Just wow, it was awesome. So explain to me, um, you, you mentioned the injuries, you know, and I, I obviously I did a little bit of research on him just to kind of see his path and what he did. Yes. Um, there was an injury that he had after his first three years and then he grad transferred to Virginia, right? Is that what happened? And it was yeah. because of the injury or what happened? So can you explain that a little bit and how you um, handled it as a dad, you know, with seeing him struggle this, obviously you have the trainers you have at that level, you have everything, but like, just from your point of view, how was that transition for him? As far as what, when he, went to from uh ec east carolina to uva yep um the transition was good for him um you know i remember getting a call i was heading down to georgia and uh when he called me he had towards acl and in, in camp i was like wow you know he was, they just got the call to start for the season it was devastating um he never gave up you know any of his injuries never gave up always fought back when you know somebody injures a lot of people probably would have been like you know let me take a different route but he's just so his work ethic is off the charts, always has been. Um, and his drive, I mean, his drive to be the best he could be, it's awesome. But uh, it was a great transition. I mean, both schools are great. I love the Pirates. I love uh, UVA. You know, it's just it's just two different environments, two different atmospheres, but great for anybody who wants to go either, either school. Unreal. Unreal. Yeah. You know, so uh, we're expecting a, a few more uh, kneel downs uh from yeah, a lot more hurt, hopefully. <laughs> uh, this year. We, we, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what we're hoping for, right? Yeah. Um, he should be playing a little bit more uh, in this preseason, do you think? I would like to see him play as much as they can give him, you know? And, I mean, who knows how whatever plays out between here and there, you know? I mean... I, I, now with the COVID rules all kind of uh, eliminated and whatnot, we should be seeing yeah. a full slate of preseason games, and then therefore we can see... I mean... So normally. A, a little bit. A little yeah. bit of normalcy. Yeah. Right. I mean, up up here in Canada, we've still got uh, there's a few places you've got to wear a mask when you go into. But, you know, mm -hmm. they kind of make sense. It's like when you go into a retirement home or you go into a hospital, you have to yeah, wear absolutely. a mask. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe we should have been doing that well before, mm -hmm. you know, COVID, because, yeah. you know, stuff goes rapid in those places. But everywhere else you can wander around and, yep. you know, kind of uh, live your uh, free moment. So uh, I hear uh, that Kurt is quite the gamer. Did he get that from you? Is that um, something? I mean, I just played a lot of Madden and stuff back in the day. But actually, yeah, he was he was good. 
he used to hustle my clients when he was a little kid playing Madden in my tattoo shop where he grew up in. And they'd be like, oh, he's playing Madden. And I'd be like, yeah, you know, you wouldn't think he can beat him. I'll knock some money off the tattoo, but it'd be that much more if he beat you. And he would usually beat him. I just split the money with him. It was ridiculous. We had a little racket going on. <laughs> nice. That's fantastic. Yeah. You but heard he, it here he's, first, he's, the side hustle. Yeah, he's been a great gamer. I mean, he's always, you know, had fun as a kid. And I mean, who would ever thought, you know, back then where gamings went today, you know, I mean, I would have never thought or I would have probably been gaming with him the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember my first Atari, you know, from mm -hmm. the Pong and then you go oh, to ColecoVision yeah. and the Atari and you're like, you can see his arms, you can see his arms. Yep. And now my kids are putting on, I, I think they're watching a movie yeah. and then, oh no, I'm playing this. It's like, oh, and the graphics are what crazy now. Ridiculous. Yep. Right. Ridiculous. How do you, have you seen your son on Madden? Does he look, is it accurate? Um, I mean, I know he's not happy with the ratings on it and stuff like that. Cause I mean, Madden's not like <laughs> it was back in the day, honestly. I thought the game was better. You know, I think when I think I stopped playing was like 2012. I mean, I, I, you know, I haven't even really picked up the new one. It's just, I don't know. I just haven't really got back into it, but we used to play all the time. I mean, we'd have seasons and it was crazy. Well, we're going to have to start some something on social media to get his ratings up the way these players always do when they're not where they yeah. want to be. They have a tendency to start advocating for themselves and other people yep. jump in and help them out. So we'll have to do that for Kurt. And now. They need to give him like a really like 90% some accuracy. He's been accurate since he was two years old, honestly, throwing the football. It was crazy. So, you well, know, I, you know, I don't football. think. I don't think there's one player in the NFL that is happy with their ratings. Oh no, probably not. <laughs> you know, even when they were talking to, even when they were talking to Tay and Tay got the 99 club, he was like, well, you know, there's a couple of, they should up this yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. It's like, Dude, you know, you, you, you've scored everything. So you're a, you're a tattoo artist. How long have you been tattooing? Uh, this is my 34th year. So I started my first 30, shop in 94 and dabbled with it a few years. years before that, you know, just like, like when I was working my other job, I was doing some drywall and had to get out of that. Didn't want to do that no more. Um, and so I transitioned, taught myself where, and this is where it's been. Where, yeah. where was your first shop? My first shop was in Baltimore. And I opened up a Mr. B's in tattoos. Baltimore. Yes. In Overly, uh, it's uh, right off our beltway. It was actually right on route one and they, you know, the, highway that runs next to the new highway and um it did really well i was there for a while then we moved to florida um the main reason we moved to florida because um in third grade fourth grade you could really see how kurt was progressing as a quarterback just throwing a football and he, like i got ridiculed a lot a whole lot like oh this and that or whatever but we won't even get into that but um so i went down there because i knew it was a more hotter bed and then we moved back um his seventh grade year no, eighth grade, yeah, because seventh grade, we went to Pop Warner Disney. Uh, we came in third in the country. We went undefeated in Florida with the Firecats. And then we moved back to Maryland. We, he took the Perry Hall Gators to the state championship and won. And then he went to Loyola High School for two years. And then we went back to Florida for his junior and senior year because it was a better opportunity for him with football. So I did a lot of moving for him to, you know, have good opportunities. But it all paid out looking back now. So that was the transfer from Cape Coral High School to Island Coast. That was football reasons why you did that transfer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we, we did that. Um, and the cool thing is like um, with Sammy Watkins on the team now and Devondre Campbell and all, they were all in that area for high school. You know, they're all two, three, nine kids. So that's oh, cool. 
Oh, so, so you, you play against you've them? Known them before? No, I, I know. I've met. Well, I I don't know Sammy personally. I never played. We never played against him. We were up in Maryland um, in his tenth grade year, and we could have went back probably a year earlier. And then possibly if he went to that school, he could have thrown to Sammy. Um, but Sammy was a, I think he was a senior then. So we missed that. But I mean, everybody knew who Sammy was. Um, we had, uh, let me see, J, uh, J. Ron Curse. He was from that area. I think he's still with the Cowboys. Um, and then Devondre, uh, my buddy coach, Steve, he actually worked with Devondre down there, like, uh, and Kurt and all these guys. He would do like um, just his own little private, not really camps, but just get them together and run routes and throw stuff and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's cool to see all three of them. It'd be nice to see them all get a ring together. That'd be really cool. That's the goal. It'd, it'd be nice to see them get a couple of rings. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Get that a couple in a row. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's great. You know, when you talk about moving around like that, we have that in uh, uh, Canada. We have uh, if if you're going to be a football star, you end up going out to like British Columbia and uh, yeah. parts of Ontario really in the prairies there isn't too much you have to move to those areas and then of course with hockey you move down to ontario in the golden horseshoe area there or you move to quebec because that's where all the best players come from and that's where the scouts the scouts ain't yeah. coming out to oak bank manitoba unless yeah. you're walking on water and curing the sick yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's uh i i I coached football for uh, many years out here as well as played. And okay. every year there was always a parent who would say to me, Oh, my son's going to make the NFL. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay. So in 30 years, we've had one guy go to the NFL and he was a freak of nature. Israel O'Donoghue, right? Okay. The guy was six, seven. He was, you yeah, know, had all the attributes. <laughs> yeah. 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 There yeah. was, there was no way he wasn't going to go. Yep. Yep. Right. So, so it's, awesome. it's, it, you know, you mentioned something while you were talking there, and I'm, and I'm curious to get a little bit of advice from you because obviously when you have a kid that's talented and as a parent, you look at them and sometimes you have like rose colored glasses, right? But when you do realize they have talent, you want to push them that way. Mm -hmm. my, I will tell you that my youngest daughter um, has an incredible singing voice that's and awesome. like extremely talented. So yeah. we finally realized that she does, but how do you, so how is it that you navigated that period where you started realizing it, it to getting him to, as a, as a dad, how did you move? Like, how did you navigate the dad side of somebody being talented and getting to where he is now? Um, good question. Um, with that, when he was born, I mean, this is going to sound crazy. And, you know, I have a few people that would, would, you know, back up this. It's a true story. So when he was born, um, the day he was born in the situation, all um, when you first go to the, you know, when you first go to the room, like, was it the, where they put him in a little cribs when you first get to see him after they're born? I was in there when he was born, but then they took him to, uh, is it the neonatal, whatever? Yeah, the little nursery where they put him under the lamp and yeah, they cut yeah. him up and take care of him. Yep. So we got to go down there and my mom and dad were with me and uh, my one brother was with me and I looked at him and. I don't know if God laid it on my heart or not. And I was like, he's going to be an NFL quarterback, not knowing that he would even be an athlete, not knowing he would even like football, play the position. And it was like, God laid it on that, on my heart that day. And I never wavered from that. And a lot, like I say, a lot of ridicule came in uh, in the beginning, but when people started realizing his talent, you know, then people started watching him more and watching him more. And, and even so they're like, Oh, he's only seven or eight years old, but I mean, he's throwing lasers. 
You know, you don't see a kid like that throwing like he did. And, and not only that, he's so smart um, as far as like, not just football, but just smart. So he understands and grasps things so fast. So he's got, a, he's definitely blessed. Yep. Does, does he get that from, from you or from his mom? I think probably both. I mean, I played football when I was 41. I only played semi-pro and uh, I mean, I've banged up from it now a little bit, but um, you know, so we always had that always took into my games uh, when um, I mean, he was always there two, three years old at three years old. He's doing push-ups with my teammates. So I think help being around the game, maybe I think it, it like interest him or whatever, or it's like, I never pushed him. Like he played baseball. I played baseball. I think one year played basketball. He fell in love with football. And uh, he played a lot of positions as a kid. He played linebacker. He played DN, um, tackle, uh, fullback, tight end. Um, he was always good at quarterback. And then, thank God, he stuck with it because it paid off for him. Maybe just so a little. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so really, you're saying, like, there was kind of like a level of maturity that kind of helped guide him, right? And then you as a dad just kind of followed along. But also, I mean, guiding hand. But again, so as a dad. I mean, he's always had a level of maturity, even as a young kid, um, above the kids his age group. He always seemed like he was two or three years older. But we like growing up, we never really babied him. We we talked to him like, you know, like we talked like he he got it. He was very smart. I mean, he is very smart, but like he started talking pretty early in full sentences and stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's been all good for him. That's awesome. Yeah. And he's a math genius. The kid's, kid's great with numbers. Is there anything he can't do? Uh, tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what? One day I would love to let him take my tattoo machines. We'll set them up and let him do a tattoo on me. I think that would be the pinnacle of my career. would be cool to have him do something like that. Yep. After maybe he practices on a few oranges. Yeah, I'll give him a couple. Yeah, a couple yeah. oranges, uh, grapefruit or something. Yep. Yeah. But, you know, he yeah. probably do that pretty good, too. I mean, because he's got an understanding of it, you know? He just got another tattoo last night. Another port, uh, one in the making. It's going to be really awesome. Sweet. Nice. Yeah. So, so now you're a grandfather. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Really awesome. Yeah. Scout is like, man. There's no words to put how awesome she is. Yep. She's got my heart it, wrapped around her finger. <laughs> is it is it true that grandchildren are the greatest because you play with, with them all day and then you hand them back? Uh, you know what? They are the greatest. Um, unfortunately, I don't get to get out there as much as I like, but that's going to be changing soon, hopefully. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's a whole nother different level of love that you could have for a child. I mean, you always love your children with, you know, unconditionally. But the grandkids, I mean, so you have one. You can't really tell, you know, saying how I can't put it in words. How it makes me feel always brightens my day and brings a smile to my face. Well, I, I've told my 15-year-old that she's got 15 more years before grandchildren. So <laughs> yeah. Not yet. Not yet. My mom made me promise that it would be on her 60th birthday or wow. older, mm -hmm. right? It didn't work out like that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work out like that. So give us, give us a couple of highlights here of uh, 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 Kurt's career. What, what are those moments, you know, even going back to, high school and junior high school what were those moments where you were standing in the stands and you were thinking to yourself this is you know this is my kid your chest is out like I'll give you an example I went and I watched my daughter uh play basketball and she had mm -hmm. kept it really low-key like oh I'm kind of on the team this and that and I'm like oh all right and I show up and in the first three seconds she takes the ball she dribbles down the court she she hits 
just from outside the key, a little jumper and dribbles back like it was nothing. And I thought, oh my Lord, she can actually play. Yeah. And a yeah. minute later, she stole the ball, ran up and hit a jumper from the same spot again. And it had been like 14 seconds in and she's already got four points. And that's when your head goes kaboom oh, as yeah. you go, oh, she's way better than I've ever been. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, when were those moments? Um, all right, if we go back to Pop Warner, the, it was his. I let me think here. When, when would uh? What I mean, it's hard. I mean, there's so many. There's so many. But if I had to have ones that stood out season wise, it was when he was in seventh grade um, for the Fort Myers Firecats. The sixth grade, he had this. The last play of the game, he had this crazy seventy yard bomb down the sideline for a touchdown to knock the other team out. But we only went three and seven that year. And then the next year, we went completely undefeated, beat uh, Grand Park out of Jacksonville, who's always in Pop Warner, beat Sunnyland out of Miami, who pretty much nobody gets through them. Um, it was a special year. I mean, we'd be blowing teams out 30, 35 points before five minutes into the second quarter, usually. And so we would have to, you know, go ahead and bench our starters or guys that scored. And we had a joke, me and the coaches. I drew actually, I don't even have the design anymore, but I drew a running clock like in football pads and all with the time. Cause we always kicked off like three and it was like three 30. Then, you know, it was the running clock where the score just kept going. So that was pretty cool. Um, that season was special. We did go to Disney world, came in third in the nation, but to experience that was cool. Um, of course, winning the state championship the following year in Memorial or Raven stadium, that Memorial stadium. Um, that was really cool in eighth grade. And then high school, I mean, there's a lot of cool moments. Um, there was, there was just, it was hard, really hard to pinpoint those. But when you get to college, my, one of my favorite was he was playing back up to Shane Carden at ECU and we were playing North Carolina and uh, they get him in and the stadium's just, it's rocking. You can almost feel the stadium vibrate and they're chanting, we want 70. And he held, he faked the handoff. I think it was and ran it into himself and the whole, or, and, and for the touchdown, they got the 70 and the stadium went absolutely nuts because it was against North Carolina, of course. Mm -hmm. Um when he went to UVA, there was a lot of great games. I mean, there's a lot of great games at UVA for sure each year. But the, I, um, when they played Georgia Tech, it was in a rainstorm, and he brought them back. And uh, they ended up winning to get them to their first bowl game. I Actually, the first time I've ever stormed the field. And uh, Beth broke my ankles jumping off the wall because I was so happy. I didn't realize how hard the wall was, you know. And uh, I got a picture of hanging up in my basement of me photobombing the team prayer. But it was just, man, I – my wife, I left her in the stand. She's like, "Where I'll be?" I said, "I'll be back. I'll be back." I said, "I got the fence and took off." I got to go. I got to go. I oh, go. Incredible, yeah. Um, Were you at the UConn game where he broke the school record, 455 passing yards? Um, was that the one where he hurt his shoulder? I'm trying to yeah. think. Yes, I was at that game. Yeah, because he had hurt his shoulder that game. Uh, his left shoulder and I remember him going to the sideline and I'm like told my buddy I was like let me see your binoculars so I was like shit he's hurt you know and I'm like you know this ain't good and I didn't know the extent of it but he went back in and I mean he's tough I mean he's I've seen him play through stuff it's, it's incredible right? but uh it's yeah. it's it's a very proud and you know distinctive moment when that father looks out and sees their child doing yeah. something that quite honestly, in the back of your head, you're going, if you bailed. Uh, the, actually, I, here's I, could, the best I one. could see. I don't mean to cut you short. I just didn't want to. No, no. When they went to Miami, that first half, 
was the best I've ever seen him play. He was 18 and 19 with the throwaway, so he wouldn't take a sack and like three touchdowns. And they were like third in the nation. And I mean, he just put on a clinic. And honestly, I won't get into the politics of the refereeing of that game, but yeah, <laughs> they robbed they robbed us from it. it. I mean, I felt you know we we twice we should have got the ball back, and once we should have had a pass interference penalty at the five. And mm-mm. I was like, wow. You know, it's just well. You know, and that's 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 a, a perfect little uh, uh, lead-in. Um, I can't. Uh, I used to get warnings all the time from the league about the way that I spoke to referees when I was coaching mm-hmm. on the sidelines. I yep. coached uh, the major league up here, so that's eighteen to twenty-one year olds, right? It's kind of like a, a like a college farm team because okay. there's so much overflow. Okay, yep. and uh, we used to get warnings about the way that you spoke to refs. And the problem with my warnings were is that I was, I was always really funny with them. You know, I was badgering them of course, but I was funny with them too. Right. Like one time I was all over a referee and he grabbed the flag and he threw it at me and he said, that's 10 yard. That's a bench minor right there. I said, finally, you get one, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's good. We used to get that all the time. It's gotta be, it's gotta be extremely tough. With yeah. your kid, watching your kid, he goes through the practices, he does the diets, he does the sacrifice, he doesn't go out with his guys because he's got to get up early, he gets out there, and then some blind ref says incomplete or pass interference or something that's just just ridiculously bad, yeah. sort well, of like the Rams and Bengals game in the final couple of minutes. Yeah. Well, the one we had had, you know, lead that's good. And we had jumped on them. I think it was 14 to nothing. And they got back and we went back up another 14. Well, we did an onside kick after one of the touchdowns. It might've been the second touchdown. I had to look at the video and we received, we recovered it clearly. They gave it to Miami. That would have been a major, we were, we were so hot coming out the gate that that would, that was a major play. And then in the third quarter, they had come back. I think they were up and Curtis threw on a pass to Alameda Zacchaeus down on the sideline at the five, I think it was. And the dude clearly just blasted him before the ball even got there. Like, about two seconds before the ball got there. And it was just like, no flag. I'm like, come on, man. That, that was, so at that point it was like, uh, it is what it is. It was a great loss. And then uh, the other one, when we played Louisville, the year Lamar had, had won the Heisman, um, we had uh, um, Louisville beat by into the last play of the game. Lamar came back, but Kurt had driven them down and we were at home and the stadium was electric and uh, we scored, got the two point. I think we're up by, four I think yeah I think it was by four and literally like we had we held them to like fourth and one in a couple and Lamar made a fantastic throw next play it was down the sideline and they just over jumped uh I think it was Juan Thornhill the guy just literally just jumped him by maybe half a finger and caught it for the touchdown I was like ah another epic great loss you know it's like how do you it was just a great game you know but those two are probably my my favorite and then Boise, when he went out to Boise, we I didn't go to that game, but he lit them up on the blue field. That was yeah, he did cool. Yeah, but I can't wait for preseason. I'm excited. It should be good. It should be good. I, I I'm excited too. I I mean honestly, I want to see a little bit more Jordan Love because of the yeah. whole Rogers Love and the whole dynamic that's happening there, right? It is sort of like the Favre Rogers dynamic. I mean, you being. Uh, uh, born before the year 2000, you know about Brett Favre and yeah. everything that Brett Favre had done for the Packers. Mm-hmm. And of course, I mean, this 
absolutely the same is true for Aaron Rodgers. Great spot right now, as far as their quarterback room with all the guys they have, I think it's just such a good. I mean, some organizations. I don't know. I I mean, I can't speak. I'm just from an outside looking in, but I think the quarterback room they got. I mean, I think they're solid with them. You know, I really do. I mean, there's there's some organizations who just cannot get it right. Yeah. Ever in the quarterback room, or you know, in the entire team room. If you're talking about the Bears. So a little shot to the Bears there, right <laughs> under the radar. Any Bears fans you're listening, tough. Bears still suck. That's how Fuck it goes. The, Vikings. the best podcast in the world. It's the greatest podcast in English. The cream of the crop. They're really, really good. Better than the best. The best of the best. Better than the best. Putting on a good show. The best Packer podcast on the net. The finest podcast in all the land. Guys, tune in. Great show. Better than the best. On balance, off balance doesn't matter. Nobody does it better. Listen to Two Losers on Packers Without Borders. Thank you for listening to Packers Without Borders. You can catch us on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcast. And don't forget to follow us on Patreon.com front slash Packers Without Borders for some exclusive content behind the scenes. Check out our merchandise on TeePublic, Packers Without Borders. Peace. Go Pack Go. What is going on, Packer fans? It's Alex here. Summer is here, and while that may mean no football, it also means it's time for us backyard warriors to fire up those grills and smokers. I'll be here every Monday this grilling season bringing you a new recipe and technique that'll take your game to the next level. So clean off those patios, stock up on wood, coals, or gas, and we will meet back here every Monday this summer. Go Pack Go, baby! Just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten Okay, so tattoos, Bruce. Yes, what is the biggest tattoo you've ever done? Uh, I've done a couple of full back pieces. Yep, that's pretty the biggest. Have you done thing. a couple of full back pieces? Yeah, yeah. One was like a, um, started as a cover up. It was like a fairy, like kind of bent over on like a, a like a tree stump, and then we just built a whole forest around it. Um, that was pretty wild. And then my buddy, he got um a lot of asian style work done on his back with the koi fish and the wind and the waves and then we put like a um pagoda in it i mean it's got a lot of cool stuff yeah sort I'm, of I'm like a, a lot of sleeves now though it seems to be the popular the yeah. sleeve thing seems to be popular i uh, yeah. i of course i stopped at the uh the, the half sleeve yep. right so then that way that way i can still look presentable in front of a judge yeah <laughs> <laughs> just right? a, you never know <laughs> you yeah, never you know right? yep. every now and then i'll be driving down the highway looking down at the speedometer going whoa 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 don't oh, want to see a judge I mean, you today. never know the judge might have more tattoos than you now you know That's, it's com- you never know <laughs> it's completely true i i have a customer she is uh 82 years old mm-hmm. and uh she's got a full i mean it goes from her wrist yeah. all the way down to her ankle it's some whole big side piece something yep. And she showed me her arm a bit and 
some of her like her leg and she goes i'd show you the rest but the lights have to be out and i'm like oh my goodness all uh, right i'll tell you <laughs> 82 more people that, in, that are in their late 60s and 70s i've been tattooing lately and uh one of my favorite stories i had a lady she was 78 for her first um tattoo she wrote in on the back of her son tarley because i was doing work with him so he brings her in and i'm like okay and she's like i wanted a tattoo all my life so i was like all right let's do it she's like but my husband he never wanted me and I can't stand it. I'm coming in. She said, he's blind now. And that old bastard's never going to see it. And she got Betty Boop on her arm. And I'm like, man, Granny, go ahead. You know, it was just, it was a cool story. It really was. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. My favorite. That's um, awesome. I love that. Uh, probably my favorite. One of my career highlights in tattooing. I was working at the Hard Rock down in um, uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And after 9-11, we were doing a promo um, in the chopper shop because we were inside the chopper shop, Hollywood Choppers, and they did a promo for the uh, firefighters because, um, you know, with all the stuff, their funding being taken from them and all for 9-11. And I got to tattoo this old, one of the older chiefs. He unfortunately had passed because he was dying of the cancer from the asbestos in the buildings. And um, so he had to get permission from the New York Fire Department for me to tattoo the very first ever um, memorial patch as a tattoo on him. They had to. Wow. They, yeah. So that was that was really um, it was a cool experience, very intense, but in a, in a good way. And then afterwards, it was just like, wow, you know, he broke down crying. It was a very emotional moment for everybody in the shop. It was, you know, especially with 9-11 and how that all went down. When they uh, when they tattooed my calf, I broke down crying. Yeah, and, yeah. and it happens a lot. I do a lot. I'll tell you, I mean, and I don't think, I don't know if it's because of COVID and all this stuff, but I've been doing a lot of memorial pieces lately, like more so than I've ever done. You know, you always, you always get them, but it's like. like is there, you know, you've been doing it, you've been doing it 34 years. Is there like a trend? Is there, you know, like everybody oh, had yeah. to get the tribal armband yeah, and well, now yeah. it's. You know, you know what it, it is now? Um, well, because of Pinterest, what started out, wait, of course, the tribal armbands, and then you had the kanjis that we had. Uh, that was like late 80s, early 90s. Um, now it's all like the single line flowers and stuff. You see a lot of the girls that are getting it's very. My simple. wife has that. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's that's probably I think that's probably the trendiest thing right now from what I'm seeing. Uh, and, and of course, I mean, who knows how long that'll stay around? You know, um, I think sleeves and uh I mean, there's so many, there's so many fantastic young artists now that are coming in and pushing the envelope. Like I'm not a portrait artist, but my friends are, and they're phenomenal. It's like, man, how do you, how do you do that? You know, and, and with portraits, I think you either have it or you don't. There's not like um, a happy medium. Like I can do a decent portrait, but my friends just knock it out the park and I don't want to catch a shadow wrong and it looks like your eight-year-old had a stroke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and that would be a terrible thing, you know? <laughs> It's like, I mean, thank you. Hey, there's nobody out there having that issue. But yeah, I mean, it's, I've, I've seen, seen some it. bad. I've seen some bad portraits. Oh and, yeah. And like at the at the shop that I go to, of course, they have uh, you know they've got five or six different artists that work out yep. of this very large shop downtown, and yep. everybody's got their portfolios. And when you sit there, you browse through, right? Everybody's because got a specialty. Yeah, it's some yep. people are really good at this, and some yep. people are really good at that. The ones that I'm afraid of are the ones that go, I can do everything. And oh, it's yeah. like, no, like yeah. uh, by, tr by trade, uh, I'm a landscaper. I own my own okay. landscaping business. Nice. And I can tell you, I know how to do everything. Yeah. I'm really good at these eight or nine things. Yes. If yeah. somebody else wants one of those other four or five things I can't do, mm -hmm. 
I go call this guy, call yep. that guy. Don't right. And that's, that's my guy is like that. He's like, listen, I can do these, but when I get to portraits, he goes, I just like you, he's like something, yeah. something doesn't work. Yeah. And right? I, I do like animal stuff, like family, yeah. like I have a, a family dog portrait and stuff that it gives you a little more like flexibility. Leeway. Yeah. You know? And not that, cause you, you know, I try to do every tattoo like I'd want it to be done on myself. I'm a perfectionist is, is to the most that I possibly can in, in what I'm doing. Um, yeah. But then it's like, there's this uh, site, I think it's on Instagram, suckytattoos.com. They're so bad that it forces oh. you to look at the next one. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, people are wrecked because they got this stuff on their body forever. My brother... I have to tell you. Um, so my brothers are tatted up, you know, and they started with a small one. And once you get one, you have to get oh, more. He did, a full, he did the Da Vinci wings on his back, but one of them is smaller than the other. So it looks like, like it's a chicken <laughs> with like a small wing on one side of it. Yeah. He's been trying to fix it now, but his whole back wow. is, is tatted and the guy screwed it up and he needs to fix it. I mean, it was a long time ago. Yeah. But it's going to, be more work to fix it than it was to just originally tat it up and oh yeah some like, can i had a, a gentleman about a month ago come in he wanted me to he sent me a um you know like an email first he wanted me to cover up what he had on his arm then he sends me it's tribal it's like finger weight it's like you know probably in my career i've turned down maybe five cover-ups because if i feel if i can't give you a definite before i start the hey you'll never see that tattoo i'm not even gonna attempt it uh and this is just when i was like man i can't touch that I mean, I wouldn't even know what to start because he wanted to do like almost like a battle, like the metal battle, like a um, armor coming down over it, like shields. But yeah. there's so much tribal cut through it and so much other stuff. I wouldn't have been able to get that soft gray shadow. Everything would have bled through. And I'm just like, you know, it's just a nightmare. I, I waited for the longest time. I knew I wanted a tattoo at mm -hmm. 15. Yeah. Right. And I changed my mind probably 25 times oh, yeah. on what I wanted for a tattoo. And uh, we, we all went uh, camping uh, one year and the people that were in the camping spot, you know, mm -hmm. kind of next to us, the guy had this huge, his whole sleeve all the way down to his wrist. And he had a couple of back pieces and he was always walking around, you know, without a shirt on. Right. Yeah. It was just, it was just perfect. My wife and I were just so happy. So but I was standing out there one time and I was looking at his tattoo and he said, oh, you like my tattoo? And I said, explain this to me. It's got all these different things on it. Like it doesn't seem to make sense. And he goes, it doesn't have to make sense. He goes, I don't care what you think of it. Yeah. I have to think of it. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I kind of looked at him and he said, these things are important to me. Mm -hmm. He goes, I don't care who else they're important to. And it totally turned my frame of mind of thinking of what I need for a tattoo. It was like, I don't need something that's going to make everybody happy. I need something that makes yep. me happy. And, and suddenly I went to, you know, uh, yeah. the tats that I have. Yeah. And that's what I tell my clients. It's like, you know, I, I very rarely anymore. Do you have people come in and be like, I want anything, you know, it's like, I tell people, think about it, make it personal, make it something that you're going to not regret three, four years down the line. You know, um, I, I do a lot of script, a lot of lettering that that's like, that's not one of my fortes, but I have real clean line work so I can do real crisp lettering and stuff. So that's a, a big thing. I get a lot of the college kids coming in wanting quotes. Quotes are a real big thing now too. But yeah, I tell people, make it personal, you know? No yeah. regrets. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make sure uh, they're all spelled properly. I have a friend who has a long Bible quote on his oh. back and two of the words, the A and E 
need to be the other way. Yeah. Hey, I had a client. <laughs> I did some really nice lettering on, and um, and she ends up going to another artist that's in the area, and he messed her shoulder up real bad. He had like three sentences, and the top two, the top, the top, not the middle, but the top and the bottom sentence, he misspelled and left words out. So he told her he could fix it, and. And this is a prime example. Everybody's listening. You definitely get what you pay for. Yeah. So he's like, oh, he can cover it up. And I mean, she's 18 and, and a pretty girl, you know, her whole right shoulders now, other than laser treatments, it's unfixable. So he puts a um, sunflower over top. It looked like a three-year-old did it. I mean, I hate to say this. And then he arced the, the sentences up and bottom and he just put a single line through the other sentences. You could still read everything. And then he still put it on wrong. And she's, I was like, I can't help you, you know? And it's just, I felt bad for her, but also people got to do their own homework. You know, you got to check out the artist that you're going to want, make sure, you know, he's not, you know, ask around even, you know, cause word of mouth. I mean, people tell it, what, like where we're at, I mean, there's a handful of good artists and everybody knows who they are. Um, yeah. you know, and if people that are new to the area, do your homework, do your research because it is permanent, you know? And, yeah. I, I, see I think really I know what I'm going to do because uh, my wife and I had a little conversation. You know, Matt's been trying to convince me. We've joked around where whoever got more followers, I'd have to tat half of my face. Uh -oh. I mean, it was just a joke, obviously. But, um, it's I've not, never but I'm winning. But, yeah. But <laughs> half a skull, half a skull, half red. Yeah. Look cool. Why not? I yeah. said, I said, what about some flowers? Just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> How about... No, Scott. <laughs> There's so wedding ring. So when my wife and I are thinking of doing the first little one is just like oh, something no. okay, that, on that. Like okay. Um, yeah. Highly not recommend that. Okay. Yeah. okay. No. Because, and here's the reasoning. Your top part of your finger here, that'll hold mm. up for a little while and then it'll start to blur. If you go around underneath and don't let any artist tell you any different, that will not stay. That will yeah. wear out underneath in about two to three months. Yeah. So like really? maybe an initial on each ring or something like that, but, but to do an actual ring, I mean, that's just my opinion. I would stay away from that because it just over time keeps blurring out. And then the more you touch it up, the more it blows out just because you're on your fingers and they're always Perfect. Google. Google Google Ozzy Osbourne and take a look at pictures of his hands from the 80s to now. In oh, yeah. the 80s, they were dark nice and they were and perfect. Yeah. yeah, and now they're like, what is that? Has he got dirt on his hand? Oh, what is that spell? That's what it does, unfortunately, sometimes, you know? Or even yeah. like a lot of the people want like a, a word down the side of their finger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Later, three quarters of that's gone. And like on the lower part of the foot, it's the same. It's just that type of skin there. It just doesn't hold up. It, okay. It, it, it regenerates too often, right? You're yeah. constantly rubbing your hands and stuff. Yep. It's not like a shoulder where you can, you know, yeah. you can really get rubbing it. Rubbing your hands, huh, Matt? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what? Mine says Wendy. <laughs> the old joke, welcome to Jamaica, have a nice day. Anyway, that's an old joke. Listen, we're talking about dirty jokes and uh, we've got a game to play, Bruce. <laughs> This game is affectionately known as what am I getting myself into <laughs> meteorologist or porn star. So I have a list of names here and these names could be either a, a real meteorologist somewhere, you know, probably in the lower States. And uh, the other names would be porn 
stars, actors, or actresses, okay? And it is up to you to determine who, okay? So I'll give you, I'll give you a couple of easy ones to make it, you know, start it off here, right? Okay. Stormy Daniels. Porn star. Obviously. Yeah, right? Nice and easy, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Dave Cloud. Meteorologist. Obviously, yeah, cloud, yeah, right? Yeah. Perfect examples. Okay, now they get harder. Here we go. Okay, Ray Ban. Meteorologist. That's a meteorologist. Very good. Okay, Bruce Venture. Porn star. Porn Holy star. Smoke two for two. Wow, he's going. Bonnie Rotten. Porn star. <laughs> Holy smoke. Did you study before? Is that yeah. okay? He made the face like he was looking at that one quite a bit. <laughs> what, what, we, what we got here? Okay. Jack Flood. Meteorologist. Holy smokes, man. This guy's knocking it out of the park. We can't get any of these past him. What about Ginger Vitus? Or Ginger Vitus? <laughs> it's Ginger Vitus. I totally blew it. Ginger Vitus. <laughs> <laughs> dentist uh, yeah meteorologist that's a porn star okay, oh there's your first one there Instagram. Who the hell wants to, let's go get a lap dance from gingivitis yeah <laughs> right? throwing a trick one at me yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah oh baby how do you like it uh with flossing and toothpaste um harry rapper porn star no that's oh. a meteorologist oh <laughs> I thought you studied. Oh, okay. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Tammy Salami. That's got to be that's a porn star. That's a porn star. Okay, you're back on track here. Diamond Kitty. Porn star. That's a porn star. You've got it here. Holy smoke. Going for the shutout. What about Anita Greenscreen? That's. Literally the name. Meteorologist. <laughs> yeah, that's a meteorologist. Of course it is. What about Clint Oris? Oh, that's four star. <laughs> that's a meteorologist. Oh, oh. There's no way. Oh, my terrible. Uh, about, I was trying to be politically correct. It was too close to another name. I, had to, I have to throw in the, the weird ones, right? What about okay. Liz, Liz Weatherhead? Maybe she she's double dipping and it's a meteorologist and a porn star. Is she only head. one? She's only one. A meteorologist. It is a meteorologist, oh. man. You are good at this. Holy smokes, man. Mm -hmm. This is ridiculous. This is crazy. Donna Snow. Hmm. Cocaine addict. Bing! Uh, star. <laughs> no, that's a meteorologist. I think snow weather. What am I thinking? See, damn 80s pop back up now. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when that happens. Yeah. It's a hell of a drug. So. And Andy Land, uh, meteorologist. That's a porn star. Yeah, it's close to Candyland the game. That's ridiculous. Okay. Here's an easy one for you. Throbbing Hood. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to add, I saw that name yeah. and I was like, this is going in the yeah. game. I don't care. Cena Hale. That's a weather out meteorologist. Absolutely. Yeah. Ken Weathers. Meteorologist. Meteorologist. Absolutely. 
Abella Danger. Porn star. That's a wow, man. You're good at this. And then last but not least, bend over. Porn star. That's a yeah, porn star. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these names. So what? I only lost missed two of them. You missed one, two, three, four, five. You missed five. You got two, okay. four, six, eight, ten, twelve. 13. You got 13. That's a passing grade. That's there a passing go. grade. There you go. Right Eight on. out of third. That's that's pretty yeah. good. That's pretty good. Uh, All right. We, uh, we've played Bruce. a couple of other games that uh, that are like that. That uh, we played a pirate ship or sex act, wow. and uh, you know the names completely interchangeable. Absolutely yeah. hilarious. Thank you for playing along, sir. Oh, you're welcome. Very you're good. Welcome. I got something for you. Okay. All right. And let's let's dip a little bit into music here with you. So okay. if you were on a deserted island, mm -hmm. what three bands? So we're not going to do albums. We'll do full bands, but you can only listen to three bands for the rest of your life on this deserted island. What would that be? Of any genre? Anything you want. You get three albums or three bands. Bob Marley. Um, that'll, cut, that'll take care of the island music. Country. Old school, Waylon Jennings. Nice. Um, Waylon. School could be Tyler Childers. Either one. Um, and rock and roll. Hmm, that's a tough one. I would have to say, man, I like a lot of different kind of music. Yeah, it's hard. hard. Iron Maiden, Southern Rock, of course, to be Skinnerd. Um. You're on an island. There's nothing else to listen to. There you are. You have your margarita making machine in front of you, solar powered with coconuts, the whole world. All right, I got to bring in not a band, but I have to let, bring in Biggie Smalls for my rap. Wow. Yep. Wow. Well, that's that's so back and forth on the dial. Yeah, I'm all over the place. I can be riding my Harley and golf, and the next day my whole attire is different. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your handicap do you play enough do you've got a handicap um, i'm handicapped uh, i mean i try um lay, well i've got 88 this year i'm in the mid 90s um trying to stay out of the hundreds so i'm tweaking a few things um i mean i got to get out more but i mean that's i try to stay i try to stay definitely under 100 i'm really trying to push the 80s this year my handicap is they put the flag so far away yeah that's mine it's like and hope i hit it straight down the pipe you know Yep. But not even so putting, just work on putting. That'll get you in the 80s. Yeah, my putting's not bad for the most part. I'm usually uh, one to two putts every now and then a three, but I'm usually two putts or less. It's it's normally, well, I, honestly, I just put my driver away and I brought out my three hybrid. And that. man, it's 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 totally changed. I've, I've dropped like five points every time I use that because it's like I'm staying in. The, I'm not um trying to shoot from a sand trap or a tree or a set of woods i'm more in the fairway for the most part so but you've got pretty good iron game done. then what you're saying right like because you're on grass or hittable you've got a pretty good iron game to get it on the green because if you're one or two putting you're not leaving 30 feet from the hole you're getting it pretty close then. yeah um yeah my my chipping game is not bad it's getting better um still trying to cut out the blading where it just shoots across the green that's just the most frustrating yeah. but i'm working on that so, I mean, it's still, it's a work in progress. Like I can hit all the shots. I just can't hit all the shots consistently. Never goes away. No. One, uh, one summer I had played 60 rounds of golf in one wow. summer. That's and awesome. I was just, I was just every, every day I was at the course 
and uh, I was hitting these huge towering shots and I was shooting about the mid 80s. Yeah. And uh, I went with my uh, my father-in-law and my wife's grandfather. And uh, at the time he was about 88 years old, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, he insisted that we walk the course because he likes to walk Yeah, and it's 18 holes. And I'm That's like, brutal. yeah, I'm like, after two <laughs> holes, I'm like, this is trash. Yeah. I'm not doing this anymore, yeah. right? And so I remember I, 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 I pulled his bag over. We were getting ready to tee off and I looked in his bag and he had uh, five different woods. Mm -hmm. He had a pitching wedge and his putter. And that's wow. all he had in there. And I thought to myself, gosh, you know, maybe, you know, he, he doesn't have enough money or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to say anything. If he needs to borrow, I have every club. I have hybrids. I've got all of this stuff. And I smack off and I hit this towering shot and it lands about 270 right in the middle of the fairway. And I'm proud as heck. And he walks up with his little three wood and he hits it and it doesn't get five feet off the ground. And he hits it 300 straight yeah. as an arrow. It's and crazy. then he walks over, he grabs another wood and he gives it just a half whack and taps it on. He shot 74. Wow. <laughs> he yeah, didn't he, have a he, shot that went more than six, seven feet yeah. in the air, wow. but it was, I suddenly, I was throwing gloves out of my bag. I'm trying, I'm trying to play old man golf. I just turned 55. So I'm officially in the senior club now. So I got to, got to do my golf thinking a little different. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. I took a lesson that day as I thought, take that old man. And he yeah. took me to town, beat me by 15 strokes. And he yeah. walked the 18 holes. That's crazy. Yeah. It's the three shots and a putt that, you know, when you play those guys that have been playing their entire life and they're not trying to just kill everything and make the perfect oh. shot. No, they're just like, it's three. They're on the green. They yeah. one putt, two putt, yeah. birdie, bogey, no more than par. Yeah. every single hole it's like fuck off yeah, yeah. my <laughs> thing know? is like when i get on a green like i make these ridiculous putts 15 20 mm -hmm. footers but i miss more foot and a half ones it drives me crazy like it's right there it's like why you know and then i don't know it just happened too often. you gotta slam it into the hole anything yeah. inside three feet don't read any break and slam it into the hole yeah. I'm not joking that's what that's, i do that's his honeymoon <laughs> advice as well <laughs> Don't read anything into yeah, it. Just yeah, no, no. Keep it up in mind. In <laughs> Once you're close, just slam it in the hole. You'll no, never no. miss. Oh, man. There goes our sponsorship. I No, man. We were almost not explicit. We were almost not explicit. We were almost not explicit. Yeah. And then I pulled out meteorologist or porn star, and I yeah. talked about Throbin Hood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bruce, have you got anything uh, uh, else for – have you got – Something there, Bruce, for uh, Bruce? I do. I've got one Bruce more on question Bruce. for you. It's between okay. two Bruces today. Uh -oh. <laughs> there you go. I like it. Yeah. Between two Bruces. Yeah. All right, Bruce. So if you had advice, we always kind of try to close the show. We, we do Packers, but really we're, we're trying to make this a voice for parents, for dads. You know, I'm a FAMI. Matt's a FAMI. It's all good. We check all the boxes. And one of the things, that if you were to give one piece I'm of advice. I'm not a FAMI. I yes, am you not are. a fun. You're so foolish. Yeah, you're worse than me, dude. I'm a I'm a manly man. That's what my wife you're says. Worse than me. <laughs> yeah, as you're pulling, as you're pulling the, the drapes out of the, the dryer and hanging them. Well, of course. Yeah. You're supposed to because they don't get wrinkled that way. Yeah. So Bruce, yeah. what advice do you have for dads out there as a dad? Um, what is that one bit of advice that you would have for everybody? Um, 
just be there and be supportive. Um, you know, it's a lot of hard work um, that the kids are going through, you know, and they, they might not have a good day sometimes or a good game and all. Just be supportive and pick them up. You know, I, I think that's the most important thing. Um, and to any of the kids that are out there listening, grades. Grades are number one. Without grades, nothing, nothing else matters. It really doesn't because, you know, they could have a athlete that's the same caliber that's getting a three, 3.5. You might be get, struggling to get a 2.0 and maybe, maybe not putting the extra work in to get your grades up. You know, they're going to take the other one because, that, I mean, that's important. That and just being there for your kids and, and just love them because, you know, especially in youth sports, looking back, man, it goes fast. When you're in the moment, it doesn't seem like it. In the blink of an eye, it's gone, and it's, I miss all those times. I, I can't, I can't say I don't. You know, one of the practices with him when he was little, and all that—that that, that was fun stuff. You know, a lot of parents, and and I see it from both spec perspectives. That from being a dad and a coach and all that back then, like a lot of parents would just drop the kids off, so we were kind of like a babysitting service. Yeah. That, then the other parents would stay and watch, and and I think it's like I like last year, even like at this level, coming out to the you know practice and all. Um, when, you know, for the Packers, I, it would, for me, it was like just watching them practice again. I enjoy that. You know, even when I played, I was always the first one there, you know, to, to practice for no reason. It was just getting my mental right. And, uh, but yeah, just be there for your kids. You know, that's really the best thing I could really say and be supportive. That's incredible. That's huge. Yep. Yeah. The days are long, but the years are short when you're a dad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's um, and, and cherish every moment with your kids. You know, some people might, don't have that opportunity sometimes, and it breaks my heart that you know I see what some parents go through. You know, I've seen it with my own friends. You know, losing kids, and you know, just just be there and, and appreciate the moment. Be appreciate the moment. Yeah, that's the most important thing. Yep. Beauty, absolute pleasure, Bruce. Thank you, guys. Ben Kurt out yep. in uh, Pennsylvania. Love to have you on, brother. This is awesome. Absolutely. Uh, had fun today. Good. Tell tell your son good luck to, uh, will, from definitely. us, and yep. uh, you know we 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 hope to see quite a bit more of him in the preseason. I'm sure we yep. will this year. I'm sure we'll see quite a bit more uh, yep. uh, work from him in the preseason. Uh, we enjoy having him uh, on the Packers. There's yep. this love affair Packers fans have with the backup quarterbacks uh, over the Favre and Rogers year. It's wild and, watching it unfold. But really nothing good. like this. And I know social media has a lot to do with it because he is the master of social media, to oh, be honest. What's, like, what social media is nowadays. Yeah. So, but yeah, he is, he's just such a genuine dude. You can tell he's genuine. He is who he is. He's, I'm blessed to have a really not. good son. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of him. I'm proud of all. Well, of and that's a reflection on, onto yourself too, sir. Thank you. Thank you. That's a reflection onto yourself too, sir. Right. Like yeah. we have, we, out here, we've got tons of kids in my town and there are kids that come up and they go, hey, is so-and-so here? And they go running out. And then we have other kids that come up to the door and they go, excuse me, sir, can I speak to, you know, your son? And it's like, absolutely. Wow, those yeah. manners. You know, you see them at Halloween. Thank you, sir. You yeah. know, thank you, ma'am. And that sort of thing. It's like, it's your it's your parents. It's your parents putting that in. Yeah, and, and real quick, um, the other day, actually, was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday I was in the studio and this gentleman came in with his son and his son was 12 years old. And um, so he came in for a consult. I was talking to him and then I was and like his son was talking to his dad about some gaming. And I was like, so do you game? And uh, I told him about what Kurt's got on, uh, got going on coming up for the three to 12 year olds, this new um, 
summer camp that's free and the kid lit up he knew who kurt was and all it was really cool like oh i follow him on twitch and all it's like man he's making such an impact across like the, the world with kids and stuff it's awesome to really see it play out you know um another thing i was coming back from the preseason and i stopped to get gas in like indiana and i had a jersey on and the one kid's like, oh i follow you you know he's like you know kurt i was like he's my son he's like oh, i follow him and on his twitch and, and, and like because uh, he was in the gaming and all it's just the gaming side, just outside of the football side, it's just crazy the people that he's got following. And it is really, really cool to see it manifest itself. But he also puts the work in. What What's that like being recognized for your son? What's that um, like having somebody say, hey, you're so-and-so's dad? I mean, it's it's cool. I mean, because it's been happening so long. But it's like, you know, I, I it, it's cool to meet the people to see the effect that it's had on them. You yeah. Because I've seen it, like, even like when he was a little kid, I, like when we were at the Firecats, I mean, the little kids, like the Mighty Mites, were looking up to our team and, you know, because we were doing good, like they were the, the big team. And, and I've seen those kids give the little kids autographs. And that's what that's what it's about. You know, keep sharing that love and, and moving on and just make the world a better place. God knows we could use that right now. You know, absolutely love it. Yep. It's been a pleasure, sir. Guys, Thank you very you much for coming weekend. on. Yep. You I'll too. bring my tattoo stuff out. We'll get some fresh ink on you guys. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm in. I'm okay. in. You All can right, mark I'll, me down. We can, we I, can. I, will, I will have you do my wife and myself. We'll figure something out, and okay. you can do my wife and I. And we'll make it happen. And, and everybody, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And go Pack Go. Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego. Sadness you feel You won't really Fall in love For you can't take the chance So please be honest With yourself don't try to fake romance It's the good life To be free and explore the unknown Like the heartaches When you learn you must face them Please remember I still want you And in case you wonder why Well, 
wake up Kiss the good life good 